entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long. This hood, for this pop, this hot, for this strong. Weather's breaking. Your body back intact. You moving around, grooving. It's been a long road for you. Achilles game. Oh, man. Nasty work, bro. Feels good to be around a little bit more. It really makes my stomach hurt. <laughs> I'm not even gonna hold you. It makes my stomach hurt. Even thinking about you tearing your shit. Cause I know about seven people who've tore their shit. Not we just we just found out a new one, what a few days ago? I mean uh, a few weeks ago. Shout out to A Will, tore his A-Will shit. A Will tore his shit too. Probably fucking around with that. He wanna be like his dog so bad. Really? I know you know he loves his dog. Y'all niggas from that area is y'all, yo. You really hate dogs, though. You really got to stop that. It's not that I hate dogs. It's just they have a certain place that they need to be, and it's not where they currently be at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like most people preference they join like, oh, my dog don't bite. Your dog got teeth. You do something. <laughs> you don't nibble. <laughs> Your dog don't nibble. Sorry. It might. Nah. Either way, it ain't supposed to do that on me. I don't need no animal licking me and shit like that. I'm just not a, they just not, like, I get it. Like, Clay Thompson dog, he tours Achilles and shit. I mean, so he's wilding around with his pup. His dog seemed cool from the pictures, but I just feel like that type, like, dogs in general, like, I get that niggas like them jaws, but, like, it's not a thing for me, man. Maybe in time I'll get a dog, maybe a little small jaw, you know what I mean? Something cool. But like, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really bull for the whole dog shit, man. Like, I mean, that's fair. But you want to know somebody who is a dog? And man, Steph Curry is a dog, man. Niggas tell me he got to do more. So he more like a. a, a How? Like a, what, what, what more do you want from this man? He's he, like, but right now, like, let's, let's just be honest, right? Right now, he's the best player in the finals. Right now, I mean, yeah, he's the best player on either team, if you ask me. But people tell me he ain't do enough game one, he ain't scoring the last six minutes. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I mean, yeah, he probably should have tried to. I mean, it would have been nice for him to have scored in the last six minutes of game one. For sure. That's kind of weird that he didn't. However, it's even more weird that Steve Kerr had him on the bench for a long gated period after coming out and getting 21 first quarter points. Well, but here's what I think people also fail to realize is that Steph Curry got in foul trouble early, which changed Steve Kerr's 
guest rotations, and now he was going to use Steph Curry that night, which I think broke Steph Curry's rhythm. He was very pissed off when he came out the game when he got those quick fouls. So I think people are like skipping past the fact that that happened and that occurred and that that drastically changed the flow of the game. But I mean, neither here or there, like he definitely yeah. still should have scored more in the second half. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But then game two happens and it's almost like the roles reverse because Jason Tatum did nothing game one. I don't know about nothing. Well, I'll, I'll say this. He impacted the game in other ways. <laughs> His box score, you know, you look at it, you're like, damn, I should have took the nigga under. Thanks. But you wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm going I'm to definitely take his assistant rebounds because why not? <laughs> Most people are not going to do that. Nah, mm-hmm. Like, you know, people bet wild shit. We ain't even going to get into that. I don't even want to. <laughs> I do not want to go there. I don't want to go there, Alan. I don't even want to talk about 20s and owls. And threes of assists. Like It's just, it's just not. It's why I mess with the Horfords. I don't, I'm out on them, but proceed. It's just like, I can't even. That was a while. I just, it's just wild to me that that was the thing. But anyway, like. Like Curry came out game two and was like, damn, he only had two points at one point in time. It's like six minutes into the game. But nobody was like, oh, Jason Tatum need to do more when they won game one. So Steph Curry don't get 38 game two and niggas are telling me he got to do more. And then they go turn around saying the same breath, but I need him to play like that. That's the Curry I need to see in the finals. The Curry, who's averaging 26, almost 27 in the finals for his career, that guy, I don't I don't understand what he specifically has done to people. I for think it's type of hate because people hate him low key. I mean, they do hate him. And I think it's more so because of the fact he's like kind of he the way his I think it's the way his career has gone. Like he won that first chip and it was, you know, Draymond and Clay, like they were the stars, right? And Andre Gadala won finals MVP, which was some bullshit, but you know, That's whatever. Crazy. That happened. And they beat Bron. He still played very well in the finals. Like But he did, I mean, but like we do have to take ourselves back into that moment though, because like they were just starting to become a like they were learning how to powerhouse. Win. Yeah, they were learning how to win. They were just starting to become a powerhouse in the league. And so we were really trying to figure out who Steph was, right? Like what box and what, you know, frame do we put Steph in? And at that time, we were like, okay, Steph's been killing. He's been carrying this team. We're expecting him to take over the finals. And we didn't see that. So we kind of felt like, well, like, is Steph who we think he is? Is he, you know, this great player is you know, is he a guy who we can depend on and can carry a team? But now, you know, through the years, you know, fast forward six years later, Steph has done a lot of different things. But people slight him for, you know, the fact that KD was on his team and, you know, he wasn't technically the best player. That people feel as though he wasn't the best player on his team then when they won those uh, those two chips with KD. So it's just like, 
there's a lot of things that have just happened that people, you know, view Steph Curry in a weird light. That's that's kind of how I take it. See, like, I don't think any of those things are wrong to say. You know, like, would I argue you on those things? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think, to me, like, I, I hear the argument of, like, he hasn't had the Heisman moment in the finals that all the greats have had. Right. Allegedly have had. But also, like, largely their finals wins were not competitive anyway. True. When, <laughs> I, can't, I can't give you eight points in the last six minutes if we're up by 15, <laughs> if we're winning by 12 points. Like, I can make the right basketball play, whether it's assists, a, a two, a three, hit two free throws, make a – Make a free throw on a on a defensive three seconds. Who knows what it could be? But I'm not afforded the opportunity to do so. But then they'll say, "Oh, well, you know, Curry versus Kevin Love couldn't get a, get a good shot off." Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, it happens because that was during a time when Charles, the Charles Barkleys of the world, and everyone was like, "Well, like the Warriors are good. They're a high turnover team, and you're not going to beat. You're not going to win a championship on jump shots." It's not sustainable. That's what the narrative was of the Warriors before, you know, when they were losing to Manu Ginobili and the Spurs and he was hitting the wild cross-court passes and all that. But the consistent thing within Curry's impact to me has been his ability to turn into whatever type of superstar that the team needs in that specific finals. And when KD got there, he didn't have to go and be the guy in the moment. All he had to do was do what he normally does, but at a very, very more abrupt level. And that's him running around, running on screens, getting out in, in transition, being the floor alterer that he is. What's the one word that we've been hearing a lot of recently when they talk about Steph Curry? From players. It's I mean, gravity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that gravity in basketball is an essential oil for the Warriors specifically, and most teams anyway. Teams that have guys like KD and Jason Tatum to a lesser extent, ISO first guys, your offense is always going to look different, a little bit more predictable. But with the Warriors, it's constant motion. You're playing that team at the at the wreck who look like they play together forever because they're running around and doing all types of shit. You don't feel like doing all that. You're like, man, I just came here to get a little wreck in. But the gravity of Curry to me is what makes him so great. And it's what makes people, it's the thing that people overlook when they evaluate him to me. Because we give D-Wade credit for taking a step back and saying, yo, this is your team, Brian, do your thing. Curry won a chip already. Mm -hmm. He don't have to learn how to win another chip. Bron didn't win no chip prior to Miami. Wade let him take the keys. Yo, this is what you got to do to win a chip. Curry, KD, this is what the fuck you got to do to win a chip. Just go play ball. I got everything else. I got the gravity. I'm getting all the double teams. 
that's a different type of talent to have as a as a mega star player. Was he getting all the double teams? I mean, what Draymond Green said, he said that, um, you know, I mean, well, KD said that he got more double, he got double team more than Steph Curry in those finals. We can see a lot of still shots. There's a lot of shots, literally and figuratively. And, you know, KD definitely was getting double. But Curry was getting, like, tripled and quadrupled. And, like, he's running down the left side of the court. And it's three niggas' heads looking at him while Kevin Durant is spotting up for the skip pass. Not Sean Livingston. Not Andre Iguodala. Not Kyle Corver, not Pedro Soyakovich, not fucking Rick Barry, not Larry Bird. Kevin fucking Durant is over there. By his lonesome. Because niggas is running to Steph Curry. That three that we saw Clay hit game one, when Curry came down, hit him with the pass, no look, John, and ran out of the camera frame. And in like the Splash Brother version of the of the Wade Brown oop when Wade did this job. That's all Curry gravity, man. So like I get the whole he needs to do certain things in the finals. Sure, fine, whatever. But I would say, like, look, man, they wanted chip because he the threat of him running and sprinting full sprint to the three-point line. Mm-hmm. You see three niggas, we saw it, we was on the phone when it happened. Why is niggas running on the slip pass and Curry is standing at the top of the three-point line? Because you don't know what the fuck to do when everyone is in motion constantly. It's hard to guard. Especially when you know if that nigga even raises his fucking eyebrows up, you're going to jump because he's like, oh, shit, we can't let him get hot. He's already 42 feet from the rim. It's a different type of gravity, man. I think that's a thing that people got to take into account especially when we watch this series. I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. Um, I think you brought up a good point about how difficult the Warriors are to guard. And, I mean, obviously this series is tied. Boston got the first game. Golden State was able to rebound and, and grab the second game, uh, game two last night. How do you see this series truly panning out? Um, I don't know about you, but for me – it, it's 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 so hard to tell it's on a game-by-game basis. I, it, I think it really depends on who, like, and I know this is very cliche, but it's going to come down to who can make more shots. Like, can Clay be Clay and, and, and give this team at least 15 points per game, you know, to close out this series? Can he do that? I don't know. Um, you know, can Jordan Poole show up and, and play well on the road in Boston? Is he capable of doing that? Is he capable of winning his ISO matchups? I think a great point was brought up about, you know, the spacing and uh, and the rotations that changed in game two from game one, uh, specifically talking about Jordan Poole and how, you know, Otto Porter and um, guys like, uh, you know, Gary Payton were on the floor and Andrew Wiggins were on the floor while he was on the floor to kind of, you know, elongate that spacing that he needs in order to get his type, you know, get his shots off uh, instead of guys like Andre Iguodala and Kevon Looney, who are just going to clog a lot of things up and make it very difficult for him to play. So I think that was a great adjustment by Steve Kerr. 
Um, but I just don't, I, I, I really think it just comes down to who can make more shots. Yeah, I don't know. Next next question. Say now. Um, now, I honestly don't know, but if I had to, if I had to make statements, I don't even want to call them like a declaration or like, this is my take. I just think a declaration from what like that. When I, so like game one, I feel like the Warriors could have and probably should have won that game. Yeah. Al Horford gets 26. Derek Wright gets Derek White gets 20. Didn't I don't think he cracked 20 all season until then. Nope. Five threes, seven threes. Those are outliers. There are definitely things that win you games and can potentially win you a series, but I'm a firm believer of like averages are there for a reason. The median is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. The outliers. Now, those are the things that tip the scale. And I don't have faith in the Celtics to continue to shoot that well from three moving forward because we've seen them get hot all season, otherworldly hot. Damn, Tatum got 50. Jalen Brown got 30. Marcus Smart got 25 and fucking 12 assists. Yeah, but at certain points of that explosive performance, it went three, four, five minutes without guarding the ball and without scoring the ball. And I just don't think that the Celtics can can withstand that against the Warriors. Because one thing that the Warriors are going to do come hell to high water, they're going to try to score that fucking ball. And they don't have lapses. Their lapses change just like their leads. They go from eight points you blink they're fucking 18 i don't think that the Celtics can continue to 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 hit the shots at the rate that they're doing because the guys who are hitting them are not guys who we have seen be consistent enough to do so and not to mention it's cool no i mean he's cool but like not to mention like they had 19 turnovers last night you're not beating a warriors team turning the ball that over that much like the Warriors they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna turn the ball over but it's not gonna be a lot they're a very poised team they're a very clean team for the most part and even even if they do they make it they make it up on the back end because they shoot so many threes so it's like okay if I'm giving up you know 20 points off of turnovers but I'm shooting twice as many threes than you that evens out and it's not even like and on top of that, the threes and when they come. Yeah. Al, Horford, Al Horford's three in game one was a backbreaker for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't have faith in Al Horford to be able to hit those consistently. I have more faith in Klay Thompson getting out of his shooting slump than I do Derek White, Marcus Smart, or Al Horford to hit those big-time mood altering shots consistently and i don't know who would i like i still think the warriors win the series i do because they're always going to be able to play defense Mm -hmm. and i think last so i think game two draymond came out and set the tone and i think he's going to continue to do that i also think that 
The Warriors are going to have to weather that game three storm first quarter-ish. And then after that, I think that they're going to do what they normally do and win the third quarter by a wide margin. That's what they do. Third quarter Warriors. This is the this is the Warriors. This team is the Warriors from 15 with way with way more offensive explosion. Yeah, I agree. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens because you know, you pick bad habits up at the rec. Always. But you can always play yourselves out of those if you get around the right people. Exactly. I'm surprised Ime Udoka didn't keep certain guys from his starting five in during that blowout. Like, I would want Derek White to continue to stay in a little bit more, you know? Get your shit off. Get your ladder up, because you're now becoming one of our more important players. Whereas her, what did he do? He let Clay and them in there. Now, Clay didn't get off of his slump by no means in that in those few minutes before he got subbed out. But leaving them dudes in to just, you know, play free basketball, get some shit off, I think goes a long way. So I'm going to be interested to see how the role – because to me, this series is about the other guys. It's not about the stars. Mm-mm. More than ever. Like, Steph's going to do what they want. But if E-Main is in the Celtics continue to play drop coverage, it's going to be a fucking long series. Yeah, because Daniel Tice and Robert Williams, they they're just not good at it. I saw Al Horford play <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. I saw Al Horford play phenomenal drop coverage on, on one play, a uh, high screen and roll. I think it was in the first half. It was he was tight. Like he was in the passing lane and still preventing Curry from, from driving on him. Like it, 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 it was it was phenomenal how well he played. Uh, he played that drop coverage, but yeah, Daniel Tice and Robert Williams, they are they are dog shit. You guys <laughs> get them out of there. They need help. <laughs> it's crazy you say that because they were ripping Al Horford's head off as the game moved on. They were like that <laughs> one play. Nah, he did he did handle it correctly one time. He iced it for sure, but. It goes they back. Were, to they, they were switching on them. They were. They were. Yeah. They were. It goes back to your them. previous point, though. Like, you mean like we just recently played two K together, right? First time, mm-hmm. and Lord knows how long for me. I couldn't even figure out how to do the subs, but <laughs> I had the subs at one point in time. I went to a lineup that I felt most comfortable playing with. Yeah, Chris Paul. D book, Mikel Bridges. I took Jay Crowder out and put Cam Johnson at the four, Aiden at the five. Yeah, that was nasty. Nasty lineup for sure. You know, it's it's hard to guard, I would assume, in a game. Cause if the motherfuckers did it in real life, it's like, well, who not putting the threes up? <laughs> you know? So seeing Curry on the floor at certain times with certain lineups. I think really affects when the Celtics can really play that drop coverage successfully. Because yeah. if it's Gary Payton out there, even though he's not a big just catch and go up and shoot type of guy, he's a set shot, will live if he make it type of dude. But he's a constant mover. He's a flat, he's a slasher and he's athletic. So it's harder to guard in space when you know everybody 
is in constant motion and a threat if they catch the ball. So I don't know. I just like I don't know how this series is going to go because for all we know, we're going to talk all this shit. Turn around, Boston wins Game Three by fifteen. Cool. Now we're back to square one. Or it could be a late game. It could be a close game late, and Clay Thompson hits three threes in the fourth quarter, and the shit's over. But I think the principles of what the Celtics do defensively is going to determine everything because they got the split, yeah, but you got all these niggas getting X, like their career games. Like not (laughs) highs, career games. Like that's Derek White's best game he's ever going to play. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be able to duplicate that. And I have more faith that Jordan Poole's 15 to 18 and Klay Thompson's, even if it's 12, it might be fucking 15 threes. It'll feel like. like. So... I'm going with the more battle-tested team. It's 1-1. I think they know how to win. Mm -hmm. And I still think the Celtics might be able – they still might be a year away from actually knowing how to win because they're finding ways to lose games. Yeah. I think they're figuring it out. But, like, we also have to remember, like, this is who the Celtics have been all year, right? Like, in every series, we've seen them play – really high level basketball like like just elite basketball but then we've seen them play like they're rookies out there like this is their first time like like it's their like it's their only their third day out there like we've seen them play like that before oh it was like my third day out here <laughs> like we've seen that yeah. so it's just hard to really put your finger on this Celtics team to predict what they're going to do because they're just so erratic in how they play but I think I, I just feel like because you are the way that you are and I know what you like and I kind of know, you know, what your foundation is. I just feel like I have to ask you this. Um, how do you feel uh, about the Jason Tatum, Kobe tributes? I'm going to frame it like that. You think they're, you know, I don't know. Do you think uh, it's a little too much? Do you think he's grasping at straws? Do you think uh, he's forcing it, as we would say back home? What are your What are your thoughts? I would love to hear this because you are a Kobe Stan. That's your guy. You love him. You're also a Lakers fan, even though people, you know, may misconstrue your words and believe that you're a Sixers fan. When you're not, it's fine. I play a Sixers fan on TV. Thank you. Yo, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Let's relax here. I've been waiting to say that one. <laughs> You're disgusting. No, but, but I mean, look, man. Like sometimes you gotta do it the way you're supposed to do it. And if you don't really do it how you're supposed to do it, you can't fucking do it, yo. Oh, shit. And, like, I feel like most Kobe fans have this, like, kind of like this, like this, this, this room in their minds of who's, ex- who's allowed to do certain Kobe shit. <laughs> I mean, based off of the, based off the dudes that he endorsed and who, you know, kind of emulates his game, their game after him and who's been about it. And you know what I mean? 
This one nigga, he don't do it how he's supposed to do it because he ain't never did it before. He doing it now, though. That's like the point. He's doing it now. He's not the fuck doing it now. You know why? Because <laughs> he's not in the NBA finals right now. So first and foremost, I don't want to hear another fucking thing about Devin Booker, Kobe Bryant, same sentence. Take the Mambas off. Don't do it no more. I'm fucking done. All right. Wow. D book catching done. strays. We was talking about, we was talking about Tatum. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Cause look, man, I get the low riders and all the fly shit, you know, the swag walking in. You got the game composure and all that, but you was in the gym complaining about why you double teaming this motherfucking pickup. Now you're getting double teamed in the the playoffs and now you, uh, uh, and then you're in the finals and you, uh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Take the Kobe's off, please. So what about Tatum though? Like is Tatum King? Tatum Brown got the Tatum, got the Kobe's when I'm cool. Tatum, I'm cool with what he's doing. First of all, it's weird that niggas is trying to take a picture of him wearing literally the team he plays for gym clothes. But yes, it's not. Everybody else is wearing completely different shorts and shirts than Tatum. It is very clear he was trying to go for a specific look. We're not about to do this because he it's very clear. Like Jason Tatum is wearing the same outfit as Kobe Bryant just in Celtics gear. Stop. 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 Yeah, I'm not letting she, you do this. When Rasheed Wallace was practicing in sweats and uptowns, nobody was saying, yo, this nigga's trying to be like Dirk. It's different. He already has worn the sleeve. He, I mean, he's already he's already worn the sweatband. He already has sent out the text message. Like, bro, like, come on, bro. Like, you we, can do that. No. Okay, so you're I'm, telling me he wasn't trying to be Kobe. I don't he was know. not trying to emulate Kobe. I don't think. See, this is my this is my thought process. Maybe. Maybe. Alan. Maybe. I mean, he came into the gym with a Kobe. Jordan. Come on, bro. Like, hit the right yeah, on the wall. I'm, Come on. I'm cool with that. I'm not saying he wasn't trying to be like Kobe, but for everybody to just – I could see if he was on the Warriors, then I would say absolutely. But for all I know, he has a whole bunch of Boston Celtics shirts that are of the old school. <sighs> but, either way, but either way, I'm cool with that. Do your thing. The only thing that's weird is you showing the, the screenshot of you texting Kobe. Yeah, that's weird. I just so whatever whatever type of motivation you want to do to make sure you can do your thing. All right, cool. Because you came out and had 12 for a game. Kobe wouldn't do that, but he did once upon a time have a bad shooting game in the game seven. But he had like 25 rebounds. So you affected the game the other way. <laughs> have a mentality. Do your thing, thing cousin. But all the mother niggas, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know me, I see a nigga playing with Kobe's on, he do the wrong shit. Take them down. Even <laughs> Brown out here boogieing down on niggas for three minutes in the first quarter. You got the Mambas on? Yeah. Kobe 9, do your thing. D-Book, go to Puma. <laughs> Somewhere. Somewhere else. I don't know how you felt about the Tatum shit, but I mean, I'm cool with it because he's one of them niggas that's accepted from that Kobe underclass. Like, 
everybody thought it was going to be deep book. Oh, yeah, 70, da, 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 da. But, like, Tatum game polished, and he not – I'm not going to say Devin Book shies from the moment because I don't think that's him, but I just haven't seen Book do what I just saw Tatum do on the stage. I'll say this. I, I don't really have too many issues with the Tatum situation and, you know, him paying homage to Kobe. Uh, I think, especially in our community, it's a little different when you lose people who you look up to. You know what I mean? Especially as black men. And I would text Kobe every day if I had his number. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just different. Like that's the type of thing. I just feel like that's a cultural thing we do. Um, so I just don't have any issues. I feel like it was a little weird to like post that and like share that to the world. Like I feel like you know after the finals, if you do a podcast and you say, "Oh, I did this." Like, okay, fine, cool, whatever. But, like, if you'd have posted right after the game, I just felt like that was a little weird. I feel like that's something you probably should have kept personal within yourself. But, I mean, to each his own. Um, I would say that, you know, I don't think Tatum's really even like Kobe that much. Like, there's some similarities, but not really. I think the main difference is, and what frustrates me a lot about Tatum, he just doesn't have that that go get it mentality sometimes. And he just plays too passive for me. And like, I, like when I watch, when I watch Kobe, like Kobe believes he's, he, every shot is a good shot for him and he should have the ball at all times. And Tatum doesn't have that mindset, which he doesn't necessarily need to because he has a good Robin. He has a guy in Jalen Brown who can go get 30 if he really needs him to. He has a guy in Marcus Smart who can get 15 when he needs him to. So, like, he, he knows how to use his team in the right ways, but it's just frustrating to watch Jason Tatum at moments when he's not being aggressive, when he has a switch on a guy like Looney and he's not driving to the basket and he, and he falls in love with that, that elbow jumper. I get it. That's your shot. It's my shot as well. But I also forget sometimes to drive to the cup because I can do that. Like, so, I, like, that's just something that he's got to, like, he's got to get into his brain that, like, bro, you've got an inferior defender on you go to the cup. And Mark Jackson has said it on several broadcasts. You're getting the switch on an inferior defender and you're not being aggressive. That's an issue. And it could also lead to them losing the finals. First of all, don't ever slip yourself into no ever <laughs> again. All right? Yo, I'm really Tatum though, yo. I, I just don't. I, You've said here. this. You've said this. you said this. So it's fine. We'll pull the receipts. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. Well, does that make me Kobe? Because I gave you your footwork. No. Oh, my. Now I had the footwork before you, yo. Right. Do you not remember when I first came to the to, to Connecticut? Right. People texting you like, yo, who's this new guy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was it was nasty. No, no. What's nasty is what you just tried to do, first of all. That was nasty. Second of all. <laughs> Tatum got the same syndrome that Andrew Wiggins got. It's the, but I it's, think, but Tatum's more, more talented than Andrew Wiggins. See, I don't, I mean, yeah, but I also think, so like, they have T-Max syndrome. Okay. They're I, don't, I just don't know if Wiggins is in that. I just, I'm, I don't. Now listen to me. He's uh, one of the niggas who the game comes to easily. 
And because of that, they wait for the game to come to them before they go berserk. We've seen Wiggins yeah. go off on niggas, and it's like, damn, like we need that every night. Like it sometimes it takes a little while for them three type of niggas to get to get going. They not it's not tip off, you know, I'm about to go get 30, or I'm about to rip my nigga, I'm about to rip this nigga apart. It's not that. They yeah. all right, let me get so-and-so going, let me pick my spots, let me be more cerebral and shit, which isn't a bad thing. But when you have that caliber of talent, like Jason Tatum does, I would love for him to approach the game like Kobe every single night. Cause I think that means he's going to average about 26 to 29-ish, and everybody's gonna be like, well, shit. <laughs> Who is Paul Pierce? But you know, <laughs> why you do that? <laughs> that was like when 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 I see certain niggas in the finals, like I be wanting to tank Davis somebody because that shit be just wild. That shit really be making me feel like it's to be determined. Like, gotta be to be determined. Because if these niggas win the fucking finals, I'm gonna be pissed. I pray to God they don't, bro. Just as a Sixers fan, it would just it just would not be fun. I'll be through the roof fucking Tatum, but like the Celtics though. Nasty work. Woo woo woo! Ha ha yeah. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. One more.